This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson from 2 John, verses are 1 through 13, and the title of this lesson is two-part, John the Elect, for verses 1 through 6, and then for verses 7 through 13, warning and farewell. And the text reads, The elder to the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all those who have known the truth, because of the truth which abides in us and will be with us forever, grace, mercy, and peace will be with you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoiced greatly that I have found some of your children walking in truth as we received commandment from the Father. And now I plead with you, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment to you, but that which we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. This is love that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment that, as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. Verse 7. For many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. Having many things to write to you, I did not wish to do so with paper and ink, but I hope to come to you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. The children of your elect sister greet you. Amen. Praise God's holy and divine word. Let us read and have it abide in our hearts fully. Second John, 1 through 13. We could call this love in the truth. And the focus of Second John is the necessity of living in the love of God in accordance with the truth of Jesus Christ. This is the truth that abides. And this abiding is a theme John comes back to 37 times in his writings. What binds Christians together is not social compatibility, though we may be compatible, not political, political compatibility or class compatibility. What binds Christians together is the truth the word, 
that promotes godly love. Truth is the imperative component for Christian living, and it is extended by grace to all who seek a relationship with Jesus Christ. This love is discerning. It does not go ahead of biblical revelation, verse 9, and it does not lend aid to enemies of the gospel, verse 10 and 11. Christ's followers must walk according to his commandments, verse 6, and through faith have the hope of a full reward, verse 8. John loved the individuals he addressed in this letter and noted that his love for them was rooted in truth, again, verse 1. Again, this truth abides in Christians and will be with us forever, verse 2. It is both foundational and eternal. It is foundational in the sense that it serves as a basis for our faith. It is eternal in the sense that it does not change. When we consider the entirety of the letter, it becomes clear the foundational truth John recognizes is Jesus Christ, who lived in the flesh on this earth, was and is the Son of God. Notice Matthew 16, verses 15 and 16 in the NIV. But what about you? Jesus asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. In this reality, therefore, we must base our hope on Jesus' incarnation and obey his authoritative teachings. The introduction to the letter, 2 John, ends with a benediction. The introduction ends with a benediction. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love, verse 3. Grace is the favor of God conveying fully every spiritual blessing. Notice Ephesians 2, verse 4 and 5. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Mercy is the empathy God demonstrates toward man. God, who is willing to forgive our sins and is more than ready to hear our prayers. Notice Psalm one. O three verses three through nine. One zero three three through nine. Who pardons all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion? Who satisfies your years with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle? The Lord performs righteous deeds and 
judgments for all who are oppressed. He has made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the sons of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. Peace is the result of our willingness to accept and receive these two blessings from God. When we do act in faith, the result is that we receive an untroubled calmness, a void of offense before God and men. Notice John 14, verse 27. Peace, I leave with you my peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Notice Colossians 3, verse 15 in the NLT reads, And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Jesus is undeniably both Lord and Christ within this recognition is the affirmation of Jesus' identity, the very point John sought to defend. Jesus is both Lord and Christ, John 6, verse 68 and 69. He is the embodiment of both love and truth. Notice 1 John 3, verse 16. By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us. And John 14, verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is Emmanuel, God with us, Matthew 1, verse 23. John 14, verse 11, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. As Peter told his audience on Pentecost, Jesus was a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst as you yourselves also know. Acts 2 verse 22. John rejoices that some are in compliance with truth, verse 4. John pleads for the recipients of his letter, including us, to love one another, verse 5. John encourages his audience to walk according to his, Jesus, commandments, verse 6. The commandments of Christ that we have heard must consistently be our focus. Notice John 13, verse 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. We therefore here have a, a series of exhortations to walk in the faith according to the precepts laid down by Jesus Christ in his discourses in Matthew. 
The command to love one another was certainly not new for Jesus identified the need to love one's neighbor as one loves himself as the second great commandment of the law. Matthew 29, verse 39. John was not instructing his readers to do something that was foreign or unknown. He was encouraging them to do what they learned from the Lord. They were to love one another sacrificially. We are to do the same. We demonstrate our love for one another by obeying Jesus' commands. When we obey the Lord, we will treat others as we wish to be treated. Matthew 7, verse 12. When we obey the Lord, we will make sacrifices for others. John 15, verse 13. John warned his audience about listening to deceivers who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh, verse 7. Those who argue that Jesus did not come in the flesh deny John's testimony, deny his credibility, for he claimed to be an eyewitness of the resurrected Lord. Notice Acts 2, verse 32. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. And 2 Peter 1, verse 16, For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. If one is in denial Regarding the resurrection of our Lord, rejecting prophecies and proclamations becomes a slippery slope toward eternal separation from God. John's second epistle strongly condemns those who deny Jesus' incarnation. Additionally, the letter warns the faithful, Look to yourselves, that we do not lose those things we have worked for, but that we may receive a full reward, verse 8. We have hope because Jesus lived and died. We must not deny him. Instead, we must humbly submit and follow him. The recipients of John's letter in serving Christ, must guard against transgressors who do not abide in the doctrine of Christ, verse 9. The term transgressors, New King James, is also translated goes on ahead, ESV, runs ahead, NIV, or goes too far, NASB. It is possible John used this language to amplify the ridiculous nature of the claims made by deceivers. Heretics claim to have a go-ahead view, a superior gnosis, which has enabled them to advance with a superior perspective beyond what they see as the naivete of faith. They have advanced so far 
that they have left God behind. This is foolishness indeed. Notice Proverbs 14 and verse 12. Proverbs 14 and verse 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but it end, its end is the way to death. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Those who teach a doctrine contrary to what Jesus taught are indeed deceivers. John noted that such an individual does not have God. 2 John verse 9. By contrast, the one who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son, verse 9. John warned his readers, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him, verse 10. The Greek says that one who offers a friendly greeting to false teachers or antichrists is a partner with them in their deceptive works. John ended his letter by indicating he intended to visit the brethren. He wrote, He had more to offer as far as doctrine for edification. He looked forward to speaking with the brethren face to face. The final statement of the letter offered a greeting. John recognizes the importance of brotherly kindness and consideration. We are to model the same in our interactions with one another. We are to love the brotherhood, 1 Peter 2 and verse 17. When we do this, we take an interest in and show concern for others. We demonstrate our love for one another by obeying Jesus' commands. Again, notice Romans 13 and verse 10. We cannot escape Obedience, Romans 13 and 10. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. John's letter teaches us that some things are urgent. It is urgent that we seek to love one another. It is urgent that we obey God's commands. It is urgent that we recognize and avoid false teachers and their deceptive messages. It is urgent that we create spiritual hedges that assist us to maintain our faith. We create these hedges by studying the Word, continuous prayer, and surrounding ourselves with Christian brothers and sisters in worship and at home. Christians need to be careful about who and what they support. John warned about supporting those who reject the doctrine of Jesus Christ. We must recognize the danger to our faith if we are in the midst of those in a lost condition of apostasy. Notice Jude 3. Beloved, Although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. Love for God and obedience to Him is a reciprocal relationship. 
One depends upon the other. Faith, truth, and knowledge are inseparable. They are linked with obedience and love. John first explained that love for God and for God's people was fundamental to faith from the beginning of their learning of Christ and of John's teaching of Christ. While the apostle was writing of truth and obedience, both were founded on love. Many of the Pharisees Jesus encountered obeyed God, but they did not necessarily love God. Jesus said, Love was the beginning place for thinking about God and living godly. Quoting from Deuteronomy, he told a scribe, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second commandment, he said, quoting Leviticus, was this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself, Mark 12, 29, 31. These two commandments are the greatest because all truth and all obedience begin with them and godly love is the result. His commandments are not burdensome, 1 John 5, 3. The individuals to whom John wrote were walking according to the truth. Walking denotes habitual action and progress toward a goal. Because of their observable behavior, the elder rejoiced greatly, 2 John verse 4. As we seek to walk in the light, 1 John 1 and verse 7, we need to be reminded that the Christian life is one of both action and progress. We must be doers of the word and not hearers only, James 1 and verse 2, 22. And as Paul wrote in Philippians 3 and verse 14, we must press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. This lesson is yours. Thank you for being a part of this ongoing study. I pray that something has been said that is both uplifting and edifying. Let's go. Let us go to God in prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you, Father, for being our God who sits high and looks low. Thank you for your truth, your word, your love. Thank you for Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, who gave his life as the propitiation for the sins of mankind. We approach your throne of grace with wonderment and awe of your mercy, your long-suffering. We petition for your forgiveness of any trespasses we have committed since the last time we have been together. We repent of those sins knowing you are a God of second chances. Father, we pray for those who do not know you. We pray for the space and time that they will come to know you before it is eternally too late. Father God, we pray for all those within the sound of my voice. Give us all those things we stand in need of this day to enable us to pick up our cross with a zealous heart of mind and follow Jesus. 
We pray that everything that was said in this lesson goes down to your glory. We ask all these blessings in the holy name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Savior. It is in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Again, church, thanks for studying with me in the book of 2 John. Let's reach out in Christian love this week to someone in need. Let us praise God from whom all blessings flow. Count it all joy. Stay safe. Bye for now.